0: by RepublicTrooper.com. Combat Chatter covers the latest hot topics and breaking
1: news surrounding Star Wars The Old Republic.
2: Alright, what's going on everyone? You are listening to Combat Chatter, and I am your host, Andy, at Republic Trooper, and uh, this is episode two, and um, today we have a little bit of a different cast of characters joining us on the show. Unfortunately, Tim, our fan fiction author, um, was unavailable today due to some uh, real-life issues that he had going on, but uh, I am joined by Dave and Mike from RepublicTrooper.com, and as promised, we have a special guest on the show today as well. Um, Steven Johnston, the president of Guild Launch, is here with us today and he's going to be hanging out with us for the duration of the show, too. So uh, we're super excited to have Steven with us, along with Dave and Mike. So uh, what's going on, everybody? Say hello.
1: Hey, everybody. What's going on, troops? Hey, everybody. This is Mike. Nice to meet you.
2: Hey, everybody. All right, cool. All of us are here. It's the four of us today. So uh, in just a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth with Steven about Guild Launch um, and more specifically kind of what TOR Guilds hosted on Guild Launch have to look forward to in terms of um, some features and things like that coming out for Star Wars The Old Republic. But first, a quick programming note in regards to our podcast here, Combat Chatter. Um, A lot of you have been asking since our last episode if we would ever be available on iTunes, and we're very proud to announce that we are now available on iTunes. So if you prefer to listen to us on your iPod, iPad, or other Apple device, you can uh, go to republictrooper.com, you can click on the iTunes link in the header of our website, That'll take you uh, to our iTunes artist page, and you can subscribe to the podcast there. Um, and as always, you can listen uh, via republictrooper.com or our YouTube channel as well. So we're pretty happy about that. And yes, we're gonna have a little clapping sound effect going on because we're all excited about iTunes. But uh, but anyways, enough of that iTunes stuff. Um, one, other yeah. here, <laughs> one other quick thing we want to do here. One other quick thing we want to do here is we want to introduce. Um, Mr. Mike Kern, our latest team member to join the RepublicTrooper.com team. He's one of our new writers. Um, we're very excited to have him on board uh, helping us out with the website. So, Mike, why don't you uh, say what's up and, uh, you know, give us the 60-second version of your uh, life story.
1: All right. Hey, troops. Uh, this Again, this is Mike Kern. Uh, I joined Republic Trooper about, oh, about a week ago. Uh, my 60-second uh, life story is I started fan fiction writing when I was about 15. Started doing Star Wars uh, back then. Been a big fan ever since. Uh, Started doing MMOs with EverQuest. Played just about every MMO since. Continued doing uh, lots of writing as well. Fan fiction and then short stories. Uh, In college I did some editorials and newspaper writing. And then uh, later on, uh, went to grad school for creative writing and uh, once I graduated from there, I had to go out and get a real job, but I'm super excited to be part of Republic Trooper, and now I get to uh, write for games, so that's pretty awesome.
0: Oh, w- Wait, Mike. We, we we know doing the grind of the real job is rough, so Andy and I were talking, and we are we are prepared to offer you a salary of
1: $1.20 a year if you want to come work <laughs> for us. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, that will pay my mortgage. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, no exactly. No problem.
2: No, that's awesome, man. We're totally excited to uh, have you on board, and it's always good to have more writers on the site so uh, you know we can keep uh, producing good original content. Um, but yeah, cool. So up next, um, let's talk Guild Launch. And um, for those of you who may not know, um, Guild Launch is a top-tier guild hosting company um, that's available for gaming guilds. Um, I believe that they're one of the largest, if not the largest, out there. And um, one of their founders uh Steven Johnston from Guild Launch is here with us today. So Steven, we uh really appreciate you hanging out with us. And um why don't you tell us a little bit uh, a little bit more about Guild Launch and what you guys are doing over there?
3: Sure. Well, uh, first thanks for having me on and uh glad to be here to talk about uh Swatter and uh and it's it's ramp up to the launch, which I know everybody's excited about. Um so to give you the the background on Guild Launch, um we are a guild hosting service. We say that um, we like to help gamers slay more dragons. Um, at the core, our goal is to help people who play online games be better at, at those games. To build community and to provide the team building, the planning, the strategizing, and uh, you know, tools for celebrating, as well as you know, voiceover IP and really whatever comes along that's going to help our customers. Have more fun or have more success in a game, and um, the you know the core product that we have now is the guild hosting product and voice communications. Um, but we're just always out there looking for new things to do and talking to our customers and saying, "Hey, you know, how does this work for you? What do you want to see? Uh, you know, what kind of tool would be useful for you? You know, and so you know in, in games there's you know key tracking and you know, Lotro had Radiance and all this stuff. So we're always building these these custom tools that, um, you know, let people track this stuff easier, let them reduce the amount of time that that they spend just with the minutia of a game and, you know, the minutia of managing a group of people that might be 100 people or 500 people or 1,000 people large and removing a lot of the technical aspects of that so they can just play the game and have fun. Um, so, you know, that's us in a nutshell. And, um, we're super excited about squatter
0: along with about 5 million other people. We're there (laughs) with you. Yeah, Yeah.
3: exactly. What are we like? 74 days to go. Yeah. Well, you know, the, uh, the, the, Star Wars universe, I love it. Um, you know, I played Star Wars galaxies and ran SWG uh, shout out. Yeah. I ran a combat medic shop with a friend, um, you know, we had, like, an entire guild of people out there collecting resources in order to make combat medic, combat medic stuff, uh, and um, I wrote tools for that game that actually parsed um, your vendor logs so you could see, like, what was selling and how much was selling, and, you know, you could do price comparison and all this stuff. Um, so, the, um, you know, when I look at Swatter, it's really, oh, you know, that's definitely going to be a game that we get into as a labor of love because... You know, that's, that's why we built this company is to, just to make tools for games that we love to play. And um, we might support 200 and something games at this point, and it's hard for us to play 200 and something games. Um, but, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic is going to be one of those games that we're all playing because, you know, when we go home, we play it. On the weekends, we play it and we're going to be sitting there saying, well, you know, it'd be really neat if there was an online tool that did this and uh, then we're going to be able to go build that tool and uh talking
0: about tools uh th- that's that's one concern out in the um out in the community right now and it's actually one that's uh a very specific concern to to me and I've brought it up to Andy several times is uh, republic trooper once uh once the game launches or once the NDA is lifted uh in fact uh we intend to uh start focusing on gathering as much information uh, for the trooper as possible. I mean, that's that's eventually the goal uh, and always has been. So we do know that Bioware said that there will likely be support for uh, for add-ons later on in the game. Do you think parsers and such will be available uh, as soon as the game launches uh, for things such as that?
3: Well, the there may be parsers available. Um, I'll tell you they probably won't be legal parsers. Um, there's there's sort of a food chain of how you can get game data, and or a, you know a tier of how you can get game data. It, you know you can actually look at memory, and start to extract data. Um, there's ways that the game developers combat that. Um, you can extract data from the files on the system, and get certain data out of that. And that is sort of that's typically not acceptable. It's typically against the the you know, the usage policies and all of that. Um, the next level up is if there's any logging system in the game, it typically has some value to someone who's wanting to parse it. So we saw this with some other games that have released re- recently where, you know, they just have a way that you type, you know, dump guild and it, or dump raid, and it just dumps out an XML file of who's in the raid. Um, and we do some parsing for that. And so far we haven't seen that talked about um, publicly I don't know what their plan is. Have you guys
2: reached out or do you guys have any sort of formal relationship with BioWare in terms of um, guild site, your guild sites and guild hosting and any tools that you might be able to uh, to supply to, uh, you know, tour guilds?
3: Um, You know, we've we have we have a relationship with Tor Syndicate, which is, you know, one of the podcasts that was at the the fan or the the fan summit um, last year or earlier this year. And uh, Mark Taylor with them had brought up a couple of times, you know, what is going to be the level of API support. And they, you know, were giving very much the sort of safe answer of we're looking into it uh, not on the the plan for launch. You know, when it comes to any data that's available on the web, there are ways to get it and there are ways to parse it. As a company, we like to provide the best service we can. And so we try not to use brittle, brittle connections that that is going to provide a low quality of service. You know, you can go out and you can parse HTML and you can get all these things that are just really sort of unwieldy and then claim that you're providing the service. But every time if Bioware changes something small, it's going to break and, and it becomes a sort of nightmare. Um, we really prefer to work with add-ons or to work with approved APIs, partly because by the time a game gets going, our volume is so large that um, just doing HTML parsing is not something that's going to go unnoticed by the company. Um, so we're definitely talking with them as much as we can through the channels that we do have about, you know, API support. I I think that the nature of how they're building the game, they are trying to do maybe a little bit more than some of the other game companies have. You see that with the guild platform they already have, that they want to build online tools. And they have not indicated definitively whether that also includes APIs?
0: You know what I think. Uh, if I had to guess what they're doing, they're trying to get this great uh, blockbuster or uh, soon to be blockbuster. You know, if I could bet my money on it, title out the door. And uh, if people understand MMO communities at all, they're going to know that the first time anything's hinted at, you know, uh, players are going to ask why it's not in at launch. Um, uh, a matter of fact, Andy and I have had Andy and I have had this discussion about uh, space combat. Uh, I see it from one side; he sees it from the other. I I think it's great great that they put the rail shooter in to start, okay. And he sees it from the other side in that it's a tease. In that if they weren't going to put full com full space combat in, they shouldn't have put it at all. So you can definitely see players if if you show them a little bit a little bit of an inkling of something and you don't deliver everything, they're going to be they're going to be scampering after it, so.
2: And I'm still
3: angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's one of the um, it's one of the great challenges of product development, exactly what you're describing, um, that has actually sort of been exacerbated by the the move to more agile methods. Um, you know, agile programming a lot of times ends up with uh, things that are fully functional, but not actually fully baked. You know, so like. It, it's it's – full. I call it uh, fully functional but totally broken. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Because it, it works and it accomplishes exactly what it was, what it was supposed to do. Um, but the definition of supposed to do doesn't actually meet the customer's expectations. And I think you see some other companies dealing with that. And like you're saying, they go out and they say, we're going to have space combat. And they know if that's not on the checkbox – and and i'm not at launch like you described they got to have something that says space combat and they're sort of gambling that having some form of space combat is worth more than than not having it at all even though people are going to say exactly what you're describing which is well this isn't really the space combat i wanted i think it'll be cool and you have to sort of ask yourself what is a star wars game without the concept of space in star wars there there is a fair bit of space combat in the earlier movies. there is a lot of space combat in the books and in the lore. so you I mean you have to have space, and I think that hopefully the rail system is enough to get people talking about what they want to see uh, in the first expansion or in a later update. I think andy uh, and and all the folks out there like
0: him who uh, who who don't think beyond uh, Rails is pretty good for launch. Are out of their minds. That's all I'm gonna say. It's that simple. You're telling me that long.
1: I'm kind of with Andy on the rail system a little bit. I'm I'm not as oh it it shouldn't be there. Um, I'm happy they put it in at all. I grew up on Tie Fighter and X Wing, and X Wing versus Tie Fighter, and all of those games. And having any kind of space combat for me is awesome. But that's but why it has with...
2: to be in. You know what I mean? Like like Stephen was saying, dude. Anybody who's a Star Wars fan you have to have space combat. It's in the movies, it's in the books, it's in all the other games. To not have it would be would be bad news. you know?
1: Well, I have to believe that it's it's going to come in time. I think that's a, a big game uh, addition to put into the game, maybe even this early, like Jump to Lightspeed was for Star Wars Galaxies.
2: Right, right. Uh, that was a big x I mean, for them. Yeah, they,
1: they took a, lo- a while to put that out there, but it was good when they did. And uh, if Bioware decides to do it, they'll do it well.
2: And uh, I believe
0: it was Daniel Erickson uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Bioware didn't say, yes, we're doing it. But they did say that if the community wants uh, bigger space combat after launch, uh, they couldn't see not doing it. Uh, that, was, that was the kind of answer they gave. Like, hey, look, if the players want it bad, I can't imagine it'll be no. Um, So
2: you heard it here first community go hit the forums and go post that you want free form space in the old Republic (laughs) and they will add it from Dave. Oh,
0: (laughs) man. Well, I, I guess the I guess the letters from the lawyers will be coming in a couple of days, guys. Yeah, exactly. Is last, this is the last podcast of Republic Trooper. We'll <laughs> yeah, up. yeah. We're, there we go.
2: We're out of business. But um, but no. But back to Guild launch for a minute. Um, you know, I, I never real I knew you guys were huge. I never realized that you guys were supporting over two hundred games. But I mean, more specifically. Is there anything like new coming out or new features or have you seen um, an increase in like specifically TOR guilds? Like do you guys have anything out there that's going to be specific to TOR that maybe like a WoW guild wouldn't have or an EVE guild or an EVE corporation wouldn't
3: have or something like that? The recruiting, the way we approach recruiting is something we've been wanting to modify a little bit as far as listing, um, you know, like what class or, or subclass you're looking for. And um, we're actually going to start creating very specific recruiting widgets um, per game. And Tor will be the first one that we launch that for. And right now, it's a generic, very, very dynamic system. Um, It was focused on supporting as many games as possible and supporting them well. But it's basically just based on typing a name and a number that you want. We want to give people, it it sounds like less flexibility, but more specificity. So, So they can go in and say, we're looking for a consular and I'm going to show them my memory on what, what the consular uh, advanced classes are, but, you know, a consular-specific advanced class, and then later be able to say maybe one that specs into whatever. Building a system that's going to let us get a little more of that, that spec-specific information into the recruiting info um, will be something we launch before Tor launch, and it will be built in such a way that we can add on as the community starts to communicate back to us what's important to them. You know, we don't want to make it so you have to go through and check, like, 100 boxes in order to recruit people. But we want to make sure that you can get across the most important information. Um, and that's an advantage of the current system because you just type it in. So if the community thinks that, like, you know, water-carrying buffalo consulars is <laughs> right is really good, they just type that in and then put 12. We want 20, you know, water-carrying buffalo consulars. But we want to we want to make some systems that let them recruit more specifically for that um, talk about you know what they're looking for in their recruiting things like that. We just recently updated all the icons for what we have um, as far as race and class, advanced class, and then spec info. So the recruiting piece is, is sort of the next thing. If an API becomes available, we are going to be on that just as heavy as we can, and and that's probably the biggest chunk of development that we would do for Swatter when it comes out. Other than that, you know we are going to keep on templates because you know, there's going to be a lot of players, there's going to be a lot of different ideas, there's going to be a lot of different visions of sort of what they want to represent in their site. So right now we're focusing on making templates that look sort of like the overall marketing material for Swatter. They're focused on Sith, they're focused on Empire, and showing some of the classes. And we will start to make more specific templates based on, on feedback from the community. Um, and we've seen we've seen good response so far. I think overall the existing guild system is sort of showing people that hey it's kind of neat to have forms. And then they're coming to us because we have a more robust, more developed system. We just we we really try to focus on what the community's feeding back to us. And right now they wanna we're focused on community building and recruiting, and that's where we're gonna put our focus. Then we're gonna focus on templates. And when the game launches People are going to start coming at us fast and furious, and that's uh, where I think we shine is the ability to deliver on on customer requests.
0: Actually, uh, I don't think we've mentioned it because uh, we've been talking with you guys for a, a month or so now, but uh, we've actually uh, we have a relatively large, uh, hundred and fifty or so right uh, member Republic Guild, and we've actually been on Guild launch. Uh, we've been hosted on. The guild launch site for almost a year now. One of our officers was asking just recently. He, he said it'd be really nice to have a way that every time an officer posts, it stands out, uh, c- kind of like uh, choosing choosing highlights of a certain type automatically for officer posts. Is there a way to do that, or is there a plan to do that eventually? If not,
3: there is. Um, right now, what we have is a system to color ranks. And we'd like to expand that to then color for those ranks, color their posts.
2: Oh, that'd be cool. Kind of like, kind of like the developers on the actual TOR official forums. They always they're yellows or you yeah, know, exactly. like wild wow, so they blues. Yeah, exactly. So you could go in and
3: put, put you know, guildmaster mm-hmm. rank. And one of the things that we've we've run into, and why this isn't out now, is because we started to think that possibly ranks aren't a one to one relationship, um, and that we need to start thinking of them as uh, roles more than ranks, so we're working with some of that to to get the rank system a little more dynamic, so that you could make a person um, an admin and a, a guildmaster and an officer leader, you know, an officer and a raid leader and uh, you know an educator. If you you know you have people that sort of help others or you know an assistant, and then order those ranks so that the most you know for coloring and things like that, their most advanced rank takes over. Um, it's something we we definitely want to add because people see it in game forums and then they come to us and say, "Hey, we, I've seen this in in WoW. I've seen this this in um, you know other forums like the Swatter forums with the GM posts." And it'd be cool. So it's it is on the long term plan.
2: Cool, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out and and telling us a little bit more about Guild Launch and uh, some of your services and things like that that you guys are going to be working on for Star Wars: The Old Republic um like dave said uh we're very excited for the game to uh come out here we got about 74 more days to go and speaking of that let's talk tor there's a lot of things going on in the tor community this week i don't know about you guys did any of you guys happen to get an email that said thank you for playing in the beta when you haven't been added into the beta uh
1: yes it was a really fun email that i got uh, did you I cry
2: actually- like i did when you read it
1: yeah <laughs> i saw I like did i miss something uh well, well andy ha-
0: how did you cry to show mike and then maybe <laughs> tell you yeah it the was same way. i was
2: openly weeping and like rocking in the corner sucking my thumb man <laughs> i was like so bummed
1: i had the thought kind of like when you wake up and you realize you're completely late for work and i kind of went oh my god i missed a beta weekend and uh then it turns out it was just a big old hoax. So.
2: Yeah, it was funny. I was, like, downstairs. I wasn't even on my computer, and, and, you know, I got the email on my phone, and I don't know, like, me and my girlfriend are hanging out, eating dinner, whatever we were doing, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, and I, like, flipped out, like, ran upstairs and started, like, frantically checking all my emails. And, all. you know, I have two different TOR accounts. I'm checking both of those, and both of them are like, you know, you go to swtor.com slash tester, and it's like, update your account info and it was like what is going on like i was really bummed but a lot of people were saying too that it was a virus and it was all this bs there's all these rumors on the internet but uh yeah, bioware had to send the email out that said like hey sorry you know we just screwed up
3: I, th- I thought that it was i mean before i saw the major outcry i got the emails and was literally like that's weird because uh, i'm already in the beta so why would they be thanking me and in- oh, hold on a second. Is it over when I got the survey? And I just sort of didn't even pay attention to the emails. <laughs> then I went on the SWATTER forums and I went on Twitter. And it was like, I think the best description I saw was, you know, a, a thousand SWATTER fans cried out in horror. Oh, yeah. Uh, Twitter was you know.
2: awesome, dude. It totally like erupted. People were like coming unglued. And you made a good point because I forgot it wasn't just one email, but it was two. It
3: was two. What and you... one was like, thanks for participating. Right. Like, Here's a survey pre order. And I was like, "What?"
2: Oh yeah, people you know were I mean, was- people were so upset, man. Some of those some of those posts on the forums and stuff were pretty funny. They're like, "Now you're just playing with my heartstrings, guys." But the thing that I thought was the best was I don't know how closely you guys follow the forums, but there were people that were literally posting and they were like, "I've had it. I'm not gonna play the game anymore because of this." And it was like, "Really? Like you're not gonna play the game anymore because you got an email?" I don't know. I th- I thought people kind of overreacted, but. I don't know. I do, I do think Bioware did a, a a moderate job in trying to clean it up. Um, my personal thought is everybody that got one of those, they should have probably added them in somehow.
0: I, anyway. I think I think Palpatine sent out those emails to foment hate and uh, and fear throughout the Republic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. uh, yeah, it was all just Republic players. They got it right. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> right. <count>. Exactly. But <laughs> oh, um, what's, oh, oh, go Andy, ahead, dude. I just wanted to mention that uh, it's funny. The second email. The one that, um I'm trying to remember exactly what it said about pre-ordering, that was what actually made me sort of get a little bit uh, worried the most, because it made me wonder if my pre-order had gotten screwed up somehow. You know, I'm one of those guys that got the collector's edition, you know, so I'm like, and there's so few of them now, nerd, and I was, I was worried that it gotten screwed up. Yeah,
3: I actually worried about the same thing, because, I mean, I had my collector's edition, and I had my... My code in the system, like you know, 18 seconds after it became available. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, you know, I was at like 6 a.m. in the morning on that Saturday or Sunday where it became available, and uh, or whatever it was. And I wondered the same thing. I'm like, don't they know I already registered a pre-order in the system? Um, I mean, it's obviously a major snafu. Uh, I think the people, the people freaking out. It, you know, I look at it and it's just, it's an indication to these guys the passion that people have for this game. Right. And I think that if the Swatter team isn't looking at that as a, as one of those like blessings in disguise, they clearly have people on the edge of their seat for this thing. Yeah. You and, know, that's
2: a good, that's a good point yeah. because I never actually looked at it like that. I guess the, the fact that like people literally freaked out, it's because they're, you know, everybody knows the beta weekend invites are going out and random general testing invites are going out. And, you know, I'm kind of the same way, man. Like, I'm I'm monitoring my email like twenty four seven. Just wait. It's like <laughs> please send it to me. Please send it to me. And uh when I got that, you know, I see that's like, hey, from no reply at Bioware and it was like, you know, OMG, like I'm gonna be in and then, then I get the like, Hey, please come back soon and order the game and I I'm thinking, wait a minute, I never left and B, I already did order the game. What are you guys doing to me? <laughs> but um but yeah, I wasn't as upset as some people. I mean, you know, I, I, I work in IT for a living and, and things happen, but you know, it, I did think it was pretty funny, though.
1: I think one of the greatest things about this is in years from now, hopefully. I mean, Tor, I can imagine what's going on for years. They'll still remember that beta snap, you know, that email that comes out. It'll be one of those things that lives on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it'll become an internet meme eventually, you know? Right, right. It's like (laughs) I think
2: Stephen Reed, like his – poor Stephen Reed, man. His Twitter got blown up from direct messages. He was traveling when it
1: happened too.
2: Yeah, that's right. He said he posted. He's like, look, I just got off a plane. I was like six hours delayed. I got to go to the office and figure out. It's like midnight. You know,
3: I can totally see him in the airport, like slow, spotty internet. And he's like, oh,
2: crap. Yeah. Public Wi-Fi sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they, they kind of screwed up. But I, I do think that they, you know, I mean, what what can you do? Mis- mistakes are going to happen. And, and like you said, it, it, that was a good point. You know, it just shows that they have a hardcore fan base that is, you know, essentially spamming F5 in their email, refreshing, hoping for a an invite every day. But um, we're getting close. We got about, what, about two months to go and we'll. We'll, we'll be there for everybody, but um, and
3: and I totally forgot to mention during during what we were talking about earlier, we do have a swatter countdown widget now. So oh, cool! You can put it on your site, and it shows the number of days and and hours and minutes and seconds, and uh, there's nice. special surprise when it hits zero.
2: No, oh, cool! That's awesome. I was to say, yeah, there's got to be I, something
3: at the end, right?
0: I just put a I just put the general countdown widget on there, so I have to update it to the yeah. And we've got that phone. so
3: people can count down to anything, and then you know with, for the big game launches, we make a special one. So. At the end, when yeah, it hits
2: zero, it should play this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, when they guys. realize it's been pushed back an hour. You yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Servers down.
0: Yeah, 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 you know what, though? I I don't know what you guys are talking about with the collector's edition. There's still two available on Amazon starting from $449. That's, that's not bad at all. <laughs> right, in, no. the auction, in the auction <laughs> area or whatever it is.
1: Uh, yeah, right. I don't know why I panicked. You're right.
2: No, yeah, I mean, I was the same way. I I had my collector's edition. I think I registered my code. It was probably within, you know, like by nine in the morning that morning or something. But but yeah, um, you know, anyways, Bioware had a beta email in case you guys hadn't heard or or didn't get one. It was actually pretty funny. Moving on a little bit here, since I'm lousy at transitions, we're just going to like hard stop that one and move on to the next one. Um, Did any of you guys get a chance to look at this week's Friday update, the 3D Galaxy map? What did you guys think about that?
0: Um. I thought it looked like a galaxy, uh, kind of in three D, and uh, it was kind of like a map.
2: Yeah, it was. I was expecting more from that one. I I don't I don't know what's going on there on, on I, the Friday updates.
0: I love the ships. I thought the ships were the best part of it.
2: Me too. That that was my favorite thing too. Was the 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 starship info. I actually thought that that was the best the best part about it. But it wasn't actually easy to find that stuff. It was like one of the little hidden buttons. But then you can kind of do, like, the 3D tour of um yeah. of all the starships and get all the details and stuff like that. But, and as you zoom
0: in and out, their engines get louder and quieter. And
3: Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. I mean, I think it's clear that they're pushing towards launch because they're releasing Friday updates that are primarily fluff.
0: I said that exact thing. People were complaining recently, Steven, right, not to he interrupt did. you. Uh, I said that just, was it today, on our forums? People were like... <laughs> People are like their their stuff starting to get weak on Friday. I said, you realize they've been putting something out every Friday for three, three years? years, two
2: or three years,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of it as the <laughs> you know the challenge of that is you know is is for three years, uh, you know, 150 weeks coming up with something you know really newsworthy, you know, and and they've done a pretty good job of it. You know, either being, I think this is a continuation of the more lore related Friday updates that they were doing a lot, uh, you know, six eight months ago or whatever yeah they like completely
2: the exact- abandoned those things though those are the ones that like yeah. lance henriksen did the voiceover or whatever those
3: were awesome and yeah they were cool and and this i think you know is, is a little more complimentary to that i think maybe this is a little more towards people who d- don't know the lore as much or just want to get a graphical side of it
0: what what did happen to those what happened to those updates uh ha- did they ever say
2: you know the all I've heard is I haven't heard anything official, but, but kind of like what Steven said is they, they haven't released one in like six or eight months. And a lot of, there's a lot of rumors. Everyone's like, listen, you know, they're in, they're in the, the, the launch window. They're, they've got better stuff to work on. Somebody else said, though, that they were intentionally delaying them. And again, this is all rumor mill Internet. So, like, don't don't blow up my Twitter about this. But uh, somebody <laughs> somebody said um, that uh, what they were doing was they were saving it for post launch content that they could actually release timeline-style stuff and have it pertain more to the game somehow. But who knows if that's true? You know, I have no idea about that. I, all I know is they, just, they used to come about once a month and maybe once every other month, and now they're just gone.
0: I, I, I know what happened. They said they were only going to do two, two CGI movies originally. They put the money towards that third movie. They said they were only going to do two CGI movies, and then they decided to do a third. And then they couldn't pay Lance Henriksen anymore.
2: Well, see, that's what I thought. Maybe maybe Lance (laughs) Hendrickson was like, dude, I want more cash. Like maybe he was like, oh, cool. I'll do some voice work for a video game and then he realized oh crap this thing's going to be like a bazillion dollar game like i want to cut and they were like later dude
3: so oh, what are we what, what, what's the uh, budget for this game estimated at
2: 95 uh, to 150 million is the rumor right so we, we'll take uh, a middle thing at
3: 115 million they were like
2: you know what i don't know if we can pay this voice actor anymore yeah they were like <laughs> he hasn't been good since aliens anyway so what can we do
1: hey hey don't mess well, with land I, there was
2: that one van damage movie right <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: I do have an actual serious thought about okay. what might have happened with that. Okay, go for uh, it. Th- it's just speculation. Don't hold me to it. But uh, I've noticed that most of the lore stops with the Treaty of Coruscant. And that's about when the timeline ends on those, I believe. And they really haven't released anything from the time. That that treaty happens until whenever the game starts. It's supposed to be what 10, 10 years later? I'm not even sure.
2: Well, look at the big brain on Mike. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking, man. Is is that's the rumors that they're gonna they're gonna continue them, but they're gonna tie it into post launch content. I guess uh, nobody knows. It's it's all speculation. But but yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I loved him though. I want to see him come back. So who, who knows? Who knows what we can do about that.
3: Well, there's supposed to be a book, and there's more of those, so maybe they are just holding it back because the game is supposed to be the rest of it. Maybe they're going to email people about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Incorrectly. Speaking of email, let's move on to the next topic. Um, Some of you out there may have gotten an email about this coming weekend. Well, I guess by the time you hear this, um, this probably won't be news because the weekend will be over, but uh, starting October 7th, there's a new beta weekend coming. Um, It is a month overdue we were hoping to get more beta weekends um in september and we only got the one and uh everyone was kind of expecting you know it to be every weekend and they only did did one in september they're doing their second one october 7th through october 10th and uh what do you guys think you think we're going to see more beta weekends in october you think they're going to do the same thing just a single weekend
0: i think they may do one more beta weekend but i don't know if it'll be october i think you'll see one more beta weekend ever between after this one and launch
2: so you think you think that's what, my like guess n- November it, it, you think?
0: yeah probably November I'm guessing early November because uh, I'm guessing by second or third week of November they're gonna have to start pressing discs uh, you know the 20th is the release date and early launch will be early launch will be uh, what uh, more than a weekend but less than weeks so I'm guessing five to seven days which is a, a pretty common guess so uh, I'm guessing that they're going to have to be pressing by, uh, y- you know, late November to start getting stuff ready for ship.
2: Yeah, I just I I don't know. Like, I know me and you have talked about this off- offline, um, you know, not on the podcast so much. But it, I'm still really let down by the fact that, you know, we're only it, we're in October and we're only at our second beta weekend. Because, I mean, you were there at PAX, man, that they handed up quite a bit. And then it was like, oh, well, you know, somebody like was a little overzealous and this this and that and they didn't actually say blah 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 and i i don't know about that like i I think people are expecting more so i i would at least personally hope that there's at least one more beta weekend in october and maybe one in november but like you said we're running out of time you know what i mean like they're gonna have to stop these things eventually and actually focus on
3: boxing the game. i don't know that they're gonna stop you think Um, you think they're gonna keep them going i think they'll go wide open in about three weeks you know for november into a um not a full open beta i think that they'll go They'll keep it pretty open. I think that would be awesome if they did that. I I know a lot of people are dying. But it won't be Head Start, though, because it won't be a character you can keep. They're still going to do a reset and a wipe. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think they're going to go – I think they'll go with a beta right up to launch um, of Head Start.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I'm kind of with Steven on that one, too. Uh, They'll probably do a a beta even after they've pressed the gold. The thing that I kind of worry about when they do stuff like that, though – is they find bugs all the way up to launch, and the discs have already been printed. So you're going to get that first patch right when you know yeah. right oh, the game launches. I
3: haven't seen a game launch without a patch. <laughs> I was just thinking the huh. same thing, man. Sorry. There's no way.
2: There's there's no way that it's not going to have any yeah. kind of bugs yeah. at, at you know, launch.
0: You know. I'll I'll be surprised if five percent of the discs that are pressed ever get put into a drive. More and more often, people are downloading games, and this one's this one's going to be. Uh, at least at launch, the majority of people are are pre-ordering and they're going to down, if you pre-order, you're going to get to download because you're going to get to download for early access. Right. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get your discs after that. It's getting pretty standard. I mean, people might pop their discs in if they have slow connections or they can't log in, but, uh, most big game companies are doing it now. Blizzard does it. I mean, as long as you register, you know, your old games, uh, Diablo two, uh, you know, uh, Warcraft three, everything. Once once you've registered your stuff, you can download the software from their site from your account forevermore after that. So Yeah, yeah. I think with the
3: with the MMOs, they they need the key, they need they know it's one account. I mean, MMOs have built in DRM, so they don't care about giving you the client. Right, right. So yep. I mean I'm I'm gonna do the same
2: thing you know, I'm going to get my collector's edition box. And honestly, the only reason I'm going to open it is because I want to get my uh, my little Darth Malgus statuette or whatever it is that comes <laughs> in it so I can put it on my desk at work. Other than that, I'd leave it sealed, you know, and, and that thing would be worth money in a couple of years. But but yeah, um, Beta Weekend, there's, there's a new Beta Weekend coming um, this weekend, or if you're listening to this, when you're listening to this, it'll have been last weekend. But yeah, uh, one last thing we kind of wanted to talk about, and this actually was brought up by Mike. Um, I guess Stephen Reed made a post about some um RP PvP servers and some things like that, and he had a few things to say. Mike, why don't you uh, enlighten me on that, because I didn't actually read the whole thing.
1: Okay. Uh, There were some questions asked, will there be an RP PvP server, which has been a pretty standard thing lately, uh, because they're going to have role-playing servers, they're going to have PvP servers and PvE servers. Uh, And he came back saying, "Uh, yes, we have officially decided we are going to have RP PvP, but the RP, the role-playing aspect of the server, will not be enforced which means you can't come to uh, you know- yes yes uh, Exactly. unfortunately that. you can't you know complain about people not in character all the time and what's what's interesting about that statement to me is I have never seen uh, a game with a role-playing server that did enforce that stuff so it's kind of funny to me that he you know, had to come out and say that. Well,
2: but. a lot of people have been. There's really a
1: disclaimer. F- trust me.
2: Right. Uh, so, like, I know the way WoW did it was they didn't just like enforce. Like, if, if a if a GM was in the game and 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 you know saw Mister Poopy Pants or whatever running around on his warrior, he wouldn't arbitrarily ban him. But if somebody complained, they would file a ticket and they would make the guy change his name. That that's kind of how how Blizzard did it. It, it was it was enforce like community enforcement, right? But right. what I've noticed, though, with with the TOR community is people are like really aggro, even even not our peers. I mean, and, and, and I'm as nerdy as they get, but like I'm not an our peer, at least when it comes to to actually playing in the game. But I mean, people, they don't want in-game holiday stuff. They don't want to see this. They, they want like, you know, no strange names in the community as a whole. And, and maybe it's because it's Star Wars and it's just been around for a long time and there's a lot more hardcore fan base. But you know, those people already on a normal server, they're like, hey, I don't want to see this stuff. So the fact that it's designated an RP server, and they're like, they're not going to enforce it, I actually thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Well, they say they're not going to enforce the RP aspect on an RP PVP server. Now, they might do something to enforce it on a straight up role playing server if they have, you know, not an RP PVP, but a straight up RP, they might do something more with them. One of the Games I've played that had the largest role-playing community was on the Matrix Online, and they oh, did that, no yeah. support on that. Uh, it was all community, man. We they they were adamant, uh, even though we had an entire guild that literally tried to well, screw all those people over.
2: But. So have they said? Have they? So have they? Have they said? I mean, obviously they've said there's PVE and PVP servers. We know that. Um, then they said that there will be RP servers, but I guess RP servers by default. Will be PVE, and then there's going to be RP, PVP specific. To me, that kind of defeats the point because yeah. I mean, if you were on an RP server, you would think it would be PVP by default, right? Because Republican and Sith are going <laughs> to fight each other, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: there's...
0: Well, uh, yes and no because some people want to. RP comes back from the roots of playing tabletop, and right. generally, a group a group is all on the same team against you know the game master who's running the game. Which is basically the PVE. So, if you want to go back to the roots, RP is kind of PVE in its roots. You know, unless you always have that one guy at your D and D group who you know wants to be the chaotic evil guy who secretly tries to kill the rest of the group because you know that was always his, me. <laughs> his, it, you know, because his mom didn't love him enough and he never had a girlfriend. But we're we're gonna get away from that, Andy. Um, and uh... <laughs> I, th-
3: I think the the RP designation is is a convention to communicate to the player when selecting a server what the play style on that server is even if it's not heavily enforced by customer service it's basically a way that when the community there starts saying you know starts role-playing which can be off-putting to people who don't role-play the community can say you picked a role-playing server right they're like get the hell out dude this is yeah you you know? know get the hell out if this isn't interesting to you what's interesting is that this is that are talking about PVP servers and not enforcing the RP park. And I wonder if they feel that PVP is going to sort of, you know, is going to sort of lead to people being more contentious and they, they don't want to deal with the customer service nightmare of that guy that beat you um, being reported every three seconds for some RP, you know, uh, some RP slight, like, you know, R2-D2 isn't pronounced that way. You know, that, that's a that's an R3-D4. you know, D4. Um, you know, you know, and then they this flood of customer service, this guy is an RPing, um, and it's really sort of retribution for the PvP side of the game.
2: Well, and I think, you know, and, and to originally to the kind of original topic, I think, Mike, that's kind of what Stephen Reed alluded to in his thread, right?
1: Yeah, that, that sort of seems what he's going for. I, I think you're right that it was a disclaimer, and I think Stephen had a really good point.
0: You know, back in the days when I started EQ, uh, when EverQuest launched back in the day, I played on the original PvP server, okay, when there was only one Ralsek, and it was full PvP. You could attack anybody. And that's what I want in a game, okay? That's what I would really like to see in, in Star Wars. I want there to be the option to have full PvP servers because, you know, more than attacking the Sith, I think I'd feel more betrayed by... The Jedi Knight who got five, six, seven million dark side points or whatever and is running around in Coruscant with, you know, a red lightsaber. That's the guy I want to kill. And I won't be able to. TK. He'll he'll be standing there like right in front of the Jedi Temple, like all completely evil. And I'll be like, I want to kill you so bad. And he'll be like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Duel me. No, declined darn that you know
2: that right. would actually be a really cool game mechanic for an rp server is if somebody was like dark side and you were light side even though you were the same faction you could still attack them kind of like pvp
1: almost yeah. like it flags you you know
2: right right like it's like a dark side flag or something that would be really cool
1: well like uh, you know the bioware said shout loud enough yeah ex- <laughs> yeah
2: here we go again yeah community go post on the bio or on the tor forums tell if you want it but hey guys um i think i'm gonna do a couple of shout outs here and i think we're gonna wrap the show for today so um real quick i wanted to give a shout out to trooper nick and d stupor from twitter um, both of you guys submitted questions you wanted us to talk about trooper healing um but unfortunately those those topics are still bound by nda so we cannot discuss those um and also from google plus um, ben DeBrock and Gustav Lindquist I hope I pronounced your name right you want to hear about Trooper Healing as well and uh, yeah, again NDA bi- uh, NDA bound but we do appreciate you guys submitting your questions but yeah guys I think uh, there's some music playing here in the background so I want to thank everybody uh, for hanging out that means that we are running out of time so um, Steven, it's been great having you on the show Dave and Mike thanks for hanging out uh, you guys have any final thoughts here while we have a little minute to close the show
3: thanks for having me on
1: hey you're always welcome anytime and Mike I- i just wanted to say uh you know it's great to be part of the team here and uh, can't wait to see more on uh Cor- corporal kern clean the latrine
2: <laughs> yeah there oh. you go get to work trooper
1: i thought already did that already with your toothbrushes on <laughs> oh and he didn't notice why did you have to tell him <laughs> yeah okay guys
2: nice. there we go so yeah thanks everybody for uh, hanging out that's it for combat chatter episode two that is in the books again thanks dave and mike uh from a public trooper thanks steven from guild launch for hanging out with us thanks to all of you out there for listening until next time you have been listening to combat chatter i am your host andy at republic trooper and uh we'll catch you guys later peace you've been listening to combat
1: chatter Brought to you by RepublicTrooper.com Join the community at www.RepublicTrooper.com
3: On Facebook at Facebook.com slash RepublicTrooper
1: Or on Twitter at RepublicTrooper Thanks for listening Tune in next time